0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Paddock Chat, a West Midlands Group original podcast created to keep local growers in the loop without having to leave the paddock. I'm your host, Kira Holly, and I am the West Midlands Group's communications officer. Are you currently using ASBVs to guide decision making when purchasing rams? If you haven't had a go at using ASBVs just yet, this episode will give you a better understanding of what they are and how you can apply them to your operation to improve productivity and profitability. Australian Sheep Breeding Values, or ASBVs, are an estimate of the genetic potential a sheep will pass on to its progeny. They're a great tool to help you decide whether a ram is the right fit for your flock's performance and genetics goals. I caught up with Murdoch University's resident sheep genetics expert, Bronwyn Clark, to unpack the topic. The information provided in this podcast is general in nature and may not be wholly appropriate for your purposes or situation. We recommend that you seek appropriate professional advice before implementing actions based on information provided in this podcast. This conversation was recorded in mid-January 2021. Welcome to another episode of Paddock Chat. Today, I am here with Murdoch's Bronwyn Clark, and we're going to be unpacking ASBVs and how producers can apply them to their operation. Hi, Bronwyn. Hi. Just to get us started, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself and give us a background on your experience?
1: Um, I actually grew up in the highlands of Papua New Guinea and then in northwest New South Wales. My, yeah. my grandfather was a wool grower. parents had sheep on a small property, but they both worked off-farm. I studied in Sydney at UNSW and specifically studied wool and pastoral science. Then from there, I went to the University of New England in Armidale and did a PhD on the use of genetic markers in the merino industry. My very first job was actually here in Western Australia, I worked at Gasari at Katanning, at the Ag Department uh, with Johan Grief. And most of my work was on the statewide run weather trials, but I also worked with individual ram breeders, carrying out genetic evaluation for them. And this was the time before we had a national system. It was before sheep genetics. So I worked for the Ag Department for about nine years and then I did some private consulting work, but that was also within Sheep Genetics, carrying out reviews and strategic planning for both Australian and the New Zealand marina industry. And the last little while I've been working here, the last three years at Murdoch University, and my current role is as site manager for the Merino Lifetime Productivity Project. Oh. Um, based at Pinchley, yeah. um which is one of five sites for the project across Australia. But I also do teaching here, which I love.
0: Oh, great. Well, it sounds like you've been in the industry and all covering all sorts of bases for quite a while. Okay, well, we'll jump straight into the ASBVs. Can you tell us what exactly they are? What does it stand for?
1: So an ASBV is an Australian sheep breeding value, and they are really important. They, when we buy rams, we're actually buying a bag of jeans. We're not buying a ram. Okay? And a breeding value is our best guess at the genetic value of that ram. So it's a breeding value, or you could think of it as a genetic value. We know that when we buy a ram, when I say we're buying a bag of jeans, we're, we're probably only going to get five fleeces from that ram. So the ram's own fleece isn't very important to us, but his progeny, its their, their fleeces are, and their growth is important to us. So what we need to do is we need to make sure that we're buying the right bag of jeans because it's more important the genes that he's passing on to his progeny than his own performance. If we mate him to, say, 50 ewes a year, we might get, over five years, 250 progeny from him, and it's those, the growth of those animals and their performance that's most important. We're interested in the genes that the ram has for, for a number of different things, for growth, for wool, for carcass traits and reproduction, and, and we can't see the genes that the, the animal has. And what an ASBV is, it's a numerical value that tells us it's our best guess at the genes that that ram has for those different traits. So by selecting the ram based solely on the visual look of the ram or on the raw data, we're just, we're just taking a guess at his genes. Mm. Whereas by selecting on ASVBs or on his breeding value, we're getting um, a lot m- more accurate estimate of those genes that he's passing on to his progeny. So there's ASBVs for different traits and it's really important that you you know what you want to improve and that you're selecting the rams with the right genes for those traits that you want to improve. We know that an animal's performance is a function of both the genes and the environment but you don't pass on those environment, environmental benefits to your progeny. You only pass your genes on to the progeny. So by selecting rams based on breeding values or ASBVs, we're getting the most accurate information that we can get ...on the genetics that that ram has and how his progeny are going to perform.
0: Right. So it's reducing the risk. It's less of a gamble than just basing it off what you're seeing.
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. So you are, you're reducing that risk and mm. you're getting a more accurate estimate of the genes the animal has. If you just selected based on his, his raw data or the visual measurements... You'll still make gains, but they won't be as quick or as accurate as the ones that you'll make if you're making that decision based on the actual, our best estimates of the genes that he has, which are ASBVs.
0: Yeah. So what is the process of applying ASBVs to someone's breeding program? Okay, so if you're a ram breeder, for example, and you're not currently using ASBVs, then you probably
1: have 90% of the data already because you you know your sheep, you've been taking measurements on your sheep. So in that case, it's just a matter of speaking to someone at Sheep Genetics and looking at getting your data sorted to, to enter it into Sheep Genetics. If you're a commercial producer who buys rams, it's really important that you start by defining your breeding objective. So start by defining what it is that you want to improve have a bit of a baseline, have a look at your your average growth rates and wool production over the years and look at what it is that you want to improve and then work out what your breeding objective is. What traits do you actually want to put emphasis on um, to improve? And then have a look at the list of ASBVs that are available and work out which ones of those you should be taking notice of when you're selecting rams. I'd always be looking for, if you're a commercial producer, I'd be looking for a ram breeder that does have ASBVs. Because, as we said, that's taking the guesswork out of breeding. And ram breeders without ASBVs, as I said, they will be making genetic gain, but it just won't be as quickly or as efficiently as it would be for with those ram breeders who are using ASBVs.
0: Yeah. Okay. How? For those who aren't using them already, how do you interpret ASBVs? Okay, so there'll be a different ASBV for every different
1: trait that you want to improve. And often there's also ASBVs at different ages. So there'll be a a letter in front of the thing like an A for adult or a Y for yearling. So there'll be an age, a letter representing the age in front of the um, ASBV, but they're just numbers and they're numbers that are deviations from zero. So they're either positive or negative. They'll be above zero or below zero. And you start by working out if you want to select for a trait to increase it or to decrease it. Okay, so something like growth, you want to increase, you'll be looking for positive numbers. However, something like fiber diameter, maybe you wanted to reduce your fiber diameter, so you're looking for a negative number. So for each trait, start by working out which traits you want to select for, and then work out whether you're looking for positive numbers or negative numbers. And then what you need to do is just work out what the top values are. And the best way to do this is to download um, what's called a percentile band table from the Sheep Genetics website, and that will tell you what the top values are for each trait. So then, when you go and look at rams, you can put in perspective what their ASBVs are. Um, if you take, for example, post weaning weight, at the moment the top value is fourteen point two for the ram that has the highest post weaning weight ASBV. So, if you wanted to increase your post weaning weight of your lambs, you'd be looking for a ram with a positive value and as high as you can you can get. So the rams that are in the top ten percent, their value is seven point two whereas the ram that's the top is 14.2. So there's a 7.2 kilogram difference between rams that are in the top 10% and the very top ram. So if you think that you get half your genes from mum and half from dad, if you mated the same group of ewes to rams with those two breeding values, there's a 7 kilogram difference, you only get half the genes from dad, so their progeny will have an extra 3.5 kilos. So if you think at post-weaning age that you can get an extra 3.5 kilos on your lambs at the same age, you know, there's a benefit there for you.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a good starting point. How can farmers be sure that they are choosing the right traits for their operation?
1: Okay, so the traits that you're selecting really should match your objective, as I said, and they should have a value associated with them. And that that value being, will the trait increase your returns? Okay, so are you going to be able to turn off heavier lambs and get paid for that? Or are you increasing your fleece weight? Is it something that you're going to, um, that will increase your returns? They could be traits that will save you money, for example. So breeding for worm resistance will save you money in chemical costs, um, in drench. Or they could be traits that improve animal welfare, which could be an important objective on your farm as well. So think about the value um, and what traits you value, be it economic, you know, saving money, making money, or, or improving something like animal welfare. I'd also speak to my ram breeder about what they're breeding for because you will, if you continue to buy rams from the same ram breeder, you'll actually follow their genetic path. And if that's not the way you want to go, then maybe you need to think about where you're getting your rams or Mm. or to talk to them about your objective compared to theirs.
0: Yeah. And then potentially align yourself with a different ram breeder that's going to actually suit your operation. If if
1: it doesn't suit your operation, Mm. yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So as part of how the asbvs work what are sheep indexes okay indexes are great i find it really hard to
1: combine all the asbvs and there's a lot of asbvs because as i said often how many
0: you... is there oh
1: i don't know <laughs> i want to say 63 i've got that number in my wow. head there's an awful lot of asb okay. in the merino industry there's uh, uh, that's just a guess there's a lot yeah because things like as i said for um, fleece weight, you've got an adult clean fleece weight, you've got a yearling clean fleece weight. For weights you've got an early post weaning weight and a a weaning weight, Mm. early post-weaning weight, a yearling weight, an adult weight, Mm. you know. So for one trait, you can have five different ASBVs, for example. So there's a lot of them, and it's really hard to combine them. I can't combine them in my head. (laughs) So (laughs) once you've worked out what your breeding objective is and what traits you're interested in, I would look at the Sheep Genetics website or the Merino Select website and look at their standard indexes. And they've got some standard indexes there that suit different objectives. So some of them are more towards uh, combined wool and, and carcass traits. Other ones are primarily wool production and some of them have worm egg counts in them, some of them don't, and some of them have different levels of reproduction, for example. So have a look at the different indexes and work out which one suits your objective, which one is, is closest to your objective. It might not be exactly the same. And then what they do is they combine the relevant ASBVs into a single value. So you can just rank, rank the rams on the highest value that you can see highest mm-hmm. index value. You can choose your RAMs based on that. And what I would do then is look at the RAMs with the highest index value for that that's closest to your objective. And then within those RAMs, I'd look at the individual ASBVs to make sure that they line up with what your particular objective is.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there's, it sounds like there's so much information, but they, when they are ranking each ram they are simplifying the information as much as they can so that it's easier to interpret exactly so and that's exactly what an index
1: does and the index also takes into account things like relationships between traits so some traits for example clean fleece weight and fiber diameter they share some genes in common so there's a correlation that says if you just selected for clean fleece weight your fiber diameter would go up which you might not want mm. but if you include fiber diameter and fleece weight in your index they take into account that correlation when they're ranking the rams Right. so because there are rams that can do both that can produce a lot of wool and fine wool mm. you know so those indexes take that into account as well yeah. um, and the asbvs take that into account as well
0: right okay you've spoken a bit about the benefits already are there any others that we haven't covered yet that Producers could look forward to if they did adopt using ASBVs when choosing rams. Sorry. The important thing is that genetic gain is permanent. Yeah. Okay. So
1: when you make changes to your management, you have to make those changes every year. So if you feed them more to get higher fleece weights or higher growth rates, every year you need to keep doing that to keep up those fleece weights and growth rates. Genetic change is permanent, so it's slow but it's permanent. So if you are breeding for animals that grow faster or grow more wool and have genes for that they'll continue to have genes for high fleece weight and high growth rate given the same environment if you're comparing rams and some have high growth rate asbvs and high fleece weight asbvs their progeny will always perform better under the same conditions yeah right. so it's it's a permanent change it's yeah. and things like some traits are um, more heritable than others so some traits you'll see changes faster than other traits. So diameter, for example, is very heritable. You'll see faster changes in diameter than you will with reproduction, for example, which is lowly heritable. Even a trait that's that's not as heritable, so as not as much of what you see is due to genes, it's still a permanent change. And yeah. it, it, you can still consistently make changes over time that yeah. will improve your um, genetic base.
0: How quickly can they expect to see a meaningful change? It
1: depends on the the scale of the change that you're making. So, if you're changing from a, um, rams that have a zero clean fleece weight ASBV to rams that have a plus thirty percent change in clean fleece weight ASBV, you'll mm-hmm. see a significant change. But it kind of depends on where you start, yeah. um, as to and and the the scale of the change that you're making. It may be that you're just tweaking things and getting small changes, but they're small permanent changes over time or mm. it could be that you're starting again and and getting something really different and yeah. you'll see big changes then. As I said, the really important thing to remember is that it is – they're permanent changes, and and you will consistently make change if you set an objective and work for that, work towards that objective every year. Don't don't expect that if I guess it's not a great idea to change your objective every year, mm. because you may be making changes in one trait and then going down again and up again. Mm. If you set an objective and set it for a time period, a five or a ten year time period, then you'll more consistently make make those
0: changes. So it's a longer term investment. It's a long term investment. How does the Lamb plan slash Merino Select ID system work? Okay, this can be a little tricky when you first start,
1: but really all it is is a unique identification of every animal. Okay, so it's just sheep genetics uses a 16-digit system to identify animals, and it just comprises the sheep breed, the stud or the flock code, the year of birth, and the ID number. So the first two digits... Are the sheep breed. So for merinos, it's either 50 or 60 as to whether they're horned or polled. The next four digits are the stud or the flock code, which sheep genetics will give you. So that's a four digit code. And sometimes it's the same as your, your stud merino breed code. The next four digits are the year of birth of the animal. And then there's six digits that are the individual ID of the animal. So it's, it, you can break it down into its bits and pieces but it just means that that's a unique identifier for that animal because everyone has an animal born in 2020 that's number yeah. one or two or whatever so we need to put the flock code in front and the breed code in front
0: of that as well yeah okay when a producer buys an animal that has asbvs do those asbvs and its lamb plan slash merino select id then go with that animal once it's part of your flock
1: Yep. Yeah, they certainly do that number is unique to that animal and it allows the animals to continue to be compared across flocks and across the country. So it's really important that we keep that um, number the same. The more information that you have on an animal, the more accurate its ASBV will be. So you may notice over time, if you're following a particular ram, its ASBVs might change. And the only reason the ASBVs change is because we get more data in the system about animals that are related to them. Okay. So we it may have been used on a ram breeder's in a ram breeders own flock, and there's information about the siblings of that ram. They may have had some progeny on that farm, so as soon as you add the progeny in, the, the ASBB gets more accurate. If it then goes and is used on someone else's farm or your farm, that information continues to go into sheep genetics and will continue to improve the accuracy of the ASBB. When you think about it, if a ram just has you know, four progeny, it doesn't tell us much about the ram's genetics, mm-hmm. but if he's got 200 progeny, it we get a really clear picture of what genes he has, And what genes he's passing on to his progeny, which is what an ASBB is. It's his breeding value. Yeah. um, And the more information, the more accurate that
0: will be. Yeah. So it's like a really useful ancestry.com
1: that's exactly right exactly <laughs> i like to think about it as you know people w- worry about starting with asbvs and
0: particularly ram breeders with the data they've got and that yeah. they may change over time yeah but and kind it does it, it, it is quite intimidating as well if it's something that you haven't done before exactly I, I like to think about it like you put everything in the washing machine and it the more
1: you put in the cleaner it comes out you know so more mm. data goes in so you, you're The initial information you get back might not be as accurate as it could be, but then you'll continue to use those RAMs and more data will come in, and over time it it all comes out. It all comes out in the wash, okay? You get more information and the information's more accurate.
0: Yeah, and you said earlier a RAM's ASBVs may change once it's um, been on your property for a while, and you mentioned all the things that influence that. Environmental factors won't change ASBVs of a RAM.
1: They don't change the ASBVs. Environmental factors will change how progeny of that ram perform. Okay. But if you were um, comparing him relative to another ram with ASBVs, they would they would continue to have that difference between them regardless mm. of the environment. So it may go up and down with the environment, mm. but the genetics stay the same. Okay. The ram's passing on the same genes yep. or similar combinations of genes to their progeny.
0: Are the ASBVs thorough across each different breed of sheep that we've got in WA a lot of people are running merinos where we are, but they're also moving into polled Dorset, White Suffolk, Dorpers. Um, is it yeah. is is it thorough across the board, or are there some breeds with a bit more data? There, there are
1: definitely some breeds with a bit more data. Um, as I said, when I first started, we didn't have a cross flock analysis for merinos, mm. but land plan certainly was in existence. So a lot of the Uh, Terminal sire breeds or the meat sheep breeds have been using a cross flock analysis for a very long time, and there's some really accurate data um, coming out of those um, different breeds. Uh, You can't compare them across flocks because uh, across breeds, sorry. Because we don't have an analysis that is comparing oh you can't compare merinos with, mm. with any of the other yep. breeds because it's the analysis is just within breed. Mm-hmm. but definitely they're they're very accurate. And the information that we've been speaking about today is absolutely the same as in the, your terminal size and yep. your, your meat sheep breeds. It's, yep. it, ASBVs work the same way in the sheep industry and the cattle industry and
0: okay. So all of this is also applicable to cattle? Definitely. Great. Definitely. Covering so, all bases.
1: So you just have to go to the Breed Plan <laughs> website to have a look at the indexes on the Breed Plan yeah. um, website if you're looking for ASBVs in, or they call them um, breeding value, estimated breeding values in the cattle industry.
0: Cool, and we'll put all of the links to those websites that you've mentioned today in this episode's show notes. Excellent. My final question that we ask everyone, what keeps you interested in ag and sheep genetics specifically?
1: Okay, I may live in the city, but I'm a bit of a rural person at heart. So I'm really passionate about opportunities Um, One of my other areas of interest is opportunities for learning for rural young people. I actually sit on the board of Perth Modern School and I'm an advisory member for the City Beach Residential College. And City Beach Residential College is a government-run residential college for kids that get into the gifted and talented programs at Perth Mod or Mm. John Curtin. And so I... That I have a bit of an interest in that, and making sure that our rural kids get the same opportunities as city kids. And I also love to teach, and I don't—I get no greater satisfaction than seeing someone's eyes light up when they understand ASBVs um, and the benefits of ASBVs to their business, whether that be a ram breeder workshop or teaching kids here at um, Murdoch Uni. That's—that's that's what I really enjoy.
0: That's wonderful, great. Well, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your knowledge on ASBVs and how we can use them in our operations. You're very welcome. Thank you. And that brings us to the end of this episode. But before we go, I'd like to thank Bronwyn for taking the time to share her knowledge on the topic. And here are a couple of key messages from that conversation. Using ASBVs and indexes is a surefire way to improve chosen traits in your flock more efficiently and quickly than just buying rams based on raw data, and what you can see physically. Genetic improvement is permanent, so investing some time into doing a little homework can go a long way to make ram buying smoother. So be sure to review the sale catalogue prior to auction day to narrow down the selection of rams that will genetically improve your flock. There will also be a bunch of useful links and resources in today's show notes for anyone wanting to learn a bit more about ASBBs. And thank you, as always, for tuning in. You can stay in the loop by subscribing so that you know when the next episode drops. And if you like what you're hearing, leave a review. The best way to receive our updates and to stay in the loop with the latest in local research is by becoming a West Midlands Group member. Our members are an essential part of why we do what we do, and we pride ourselves on ensuring members receive relevant, innovative information. I'd like to thank our sponsors and members without whom this would not be possible. See you next time for some more paddock chat. Local knowledge from a paddock near you.